Welcome back. Here's where you left off. Spoilers ahead for Expeditionary Force, Book 16, Aftermath, Chapters 5 through 8. So Leonard, my theory kind of panned out a little bit about this uh, with regards to how Joe was going to handle the situation and how it was all going to go down. But it was great to have the first chapter be about the Mavericks. I, I enjoyed that they were brought back into the fold and we, we heard a little bit from them, even though it wasn't that much. What did you think about it? Well, it's kind of funny though, because um, Undick literally started became a UN peacekeeping mission. By the way, Undick <gasps> I about the is, the, <laughs> is the re is the re re rebranded uh expedition UN expeditionary force to Undick, the so United Nation um defense uh operation commander or something ridiculously ridiculously sci fi of them. Um but uh yeah no it it's nice to see the Mavericks, especially in chapter five to just to concentrate with the Mavericks because it's really nice to see their progression, their promotion, their 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 interaction with each other. Even Jake's was there too, and Jake's was like a civilian. Uh, he was uh, assigned to a civilian contractor, a security contractor, right? So, so it, it's nice to um, nice to see them uh, in in the storyline itself. I'm hoping there's going to be more in future future chapters, but but for that uh, literally chapter 5 like the half the chapter 5 was dedicated just for the Mavericks so it's really nice and and how undick literally screwed up the way the expedition force used to be it's like saying uh, there's a radio station here in Toronto um it, back in the early 2000s they called them uh it's it's edge edge 102.5 the edge or one one oh yeah whatever edge radio is like edge indie but they became so uh watered down the new station called the indie came out and they became what the edge used to be but either way uh, expedition force got watered down it became undick and Undick is just becoming this, um, this literally like a branch of a government of like saying, "Hey, we got to do this, but we don't want to spend the money, but we don't want to be, uh, we don't want to be too in people's face. So we're just gonna make this like we're doing something, but we're not really doing something. You know what I mean? So <laughs> you just so this you just un- wanted to keep on saying Undick. That's what you wanted to keep yeah, on saying yeah, constantly. Yeah, but I I think actually it gave us some interesting information for for Jates and the Verds. And it's interesting that years have passed, like a decade, but the Verds keep on doing the same thing they always do. They want to have this reintegration and they keep on getting themselves into trouble and then asking, you know, (laughs) everybody else to bail them out, like the Ruhar and all these guys to bail them out. But here's the thing, though. The Ruhar was like egging them to do something about it. Well... They were egging them. So it's like saying, hey... I want to do this, and next thing you, I want to, I want to, uh, I want to tell my uh, my fellow country, uh, my my colony to to act like their old uh, their old stuff in, in the original country. Next thing you know, one of those other superpowers is like, yeah, you should do it. Just go for it. You know, don't worry about it. I'll, we'll support you hundred percent. But if everything goes down down the drain, next thing it's like, well, I'm we're sick and tired of this. Stop this now and just go back to normal. You know, it's like the yeah. hard push them. Undick tried to fix the problem. Now, now we're going back to the 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 old ways of like what the X was, uh, Mary Bands of Pirates, and like the old Mavericks is is trying to fix the issue without telling upper 
proper decision makers, all the pu- all the pencil pushers, to so they won't know what's going on, so they can fix the problem. You know what I mean? So it's it's like it's like telling me telling you, Derek, hey, I need you to fix this problem, but don't tell me exactly how you're gonna fix it, but I just need you to fix it. You know? I I also found it interesting that the Verds, their 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 integration policy doesn't seem to be working because even their own warriors are sort of going over. To, to the other side and fighting with them because you know this is their nature this is what they want to do so in a way I, I feel like their philosophy is not working and I, I'm very curious if they're I mean I'm sure he's going to go back and there's going to be some sort of integration with Joe and all of them but I, I find it interesting that they just keep on losing badly and even after a decade they're still losing so my thought is is your approach really working? Well, here's the thing, though, Derek. The people who's migrating to the uh, Spotted Frog or whatever they call themselves in this clan, um, it's warriors from... Young warriors got... Like, they had this mentality of, like, I want to prove myself, but they found out the the Spotted Frogs. So again, I can't remember their name now, the clan. I think it's Spotted Frogs. Sounds like a band, by the way. Um, they, uh, they, get a, they, get, they get, like, the, the romanticized of this warrior thing, so that's why they're ending up uh, moving to the other side, fi- fighting them against, against the, against the, uh, uh, against the, 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 I call it the alliance, <laughs> but uh, it's, uh, that's how they ended up switching back and forth. But in the same time, when the spider frogs uh, decided to to attack the Rohar or even the the Undicks, um, you know, bases, they keep telling them, "Hey, young people, go figure. Let them be young, right? It doesn't matter what cultural or planet you are. Young kids are idiots." So <laughs> that's when excuse that they've been using the whole time, and 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 Undick can do anything single thing about it. <laughs> You know what I mean? So it, it, it comes to the point that that the first chapter of this five to eight that we're, we're, we're reviewing is just a typical crap that you see in the real world that we are in now. Got moved to the book side and the book side is just like telling people like it is what it is. Right. And the Mavericks there to to fix the issue. So it's really nice to see that. So back to your official question at the beginning of this episode, it's nice to see the Mavericks on this on the uh, on the first chapter of uh, chapter five, the first half of chapter five. And I can't wait to see more. So, yeah, I, I agree. So then we move into chapter six with with which is I, I actually really enjoyed it seeing somebody else besides Joe deal with Skippy. And and how, you know, they have briefings on how to deal with Skippy and inflate his ego where the Admiral was dealing with him and Joe was just sitting in the back going, Hey, I'm just I'm just here, it's your show, I'm I'm not in charge. You know, it's sort of like Joe and the kids hanging around, right? Um and how you know the humans have a huge fleet now of uh, Rindaloo battleships and these specialized ships to be able to uh, awake a sentinel and so forth yeah so the the sentinel itself are again they're sleeping they're hibernating right so the 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 humans decided to have a fleet dedicated to to waking up those sentinels to to help their cause to make sure everything's safe right so skippy and all the eggheads and on earth 
decided to build brand new ships, brand new protocols, brand new materials to to help wake up the Sentinels without interfering with uh, with the rest of the fleet. Because the Sentinels, where they're in a higher space, they are in a higher uh, subspace or whatever. They um, there's too much radiation or too much something that they can't. Uh, it's interfering with normal ships, like regular ships. So they have to they have to build something to make this work. So they did. So they the the ships were literally scientific ships. They need starships to to transport their ships. Those waking, uh, the, I can't remember what they call it now, but the, but a fleet to wake up sentinels to places where they need to be. They coast in. They do their thing. They coast out. They jump out and sentinels awake. That's theoretically that's what it's supposed to be doing, but. And at the end of chapter five to chapter six to all the way to chapter seven or even all the way to chapter eight, actually, they start start having issues, right? Like you said, it's nice to see other characters taking charge, and Joe is literally sitting at the back of the command room with his two kids, having fun and just 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 watching all this happening. And the first thing you said, the, the first thing that Joe always says, "Not my show." I'm not in charge. I'm just here to watch. Right. Well, the funny thing is, is that when Skippy starts the whole process, he gets Barney to come out. He makes this, the display show Barney coming yeah. in, which That's, I thought was, was, great. was just was just great. Um, I I love that the banter is still there after like a decade of them. But even when stuff starts to go wrong, which this is where my theory kind of came into true. And the there was a Maxo battleship around there a few days before, but I'm wondering if it's going to be that obvious. I mean, it makes sense that they would not want the humans to be able to have another Sentinel, and the fact that the Sentinel is going to take over the um, Rindaloo's homeworld, their original one again, which is all great. But the funnier thing is, is that when stuff starts to go down, Skippy's doing typical Skippy. I'm under complete control. There's no problem. And then Joe is like, hey, what about this? And he's like, huh. And he's like, oh, damn it. I know that, huh? <laughs> I, I like that part. I really did. Where Skippy's like, you know, somebody's hacking the Sentinel. Firstly, first question, how do, you ha- how do they know how to hack the Sentinel? Second question, how do they know how to interfere with Skippy? Third question, what about this ship Bravo and... Why didn't you, the most simple thing, initiate self-destruct since there's nobody on the darn ship? Yeah, I, I actually, that occurred to me, too, because uh, if we skip to Chapter 7 and 8, um, this whole thing started when uh, when Bravo... like Bravo is, uh, is a ship that is considered unmanned. It's almost like a, uh, a node. You have a node. Uh, each. I think there's several nodes around the, the main ship itself to control and try to interface with uh with the, with the sentinel well let's just put it this way there just believe in magic it's gonna work so <laughs> that's how they interface yeah, well, with the sentinel. it's like my, my, my <laughs> question was okay you have an unmanned ship you lo- you have a theory of losing control of it you have to have some sort of self-destruct function on the thing right? but <laughs> you have to look at a perspective like you think it's gonna work and nothing if if again we're talking about skippy here Right, we're talking about Skippy. Let's just put it that way. We're talking about Skippy, um, and they know that something happened with Bravo. And to make a long story short, they're trying to wake up the Sentinel, and next year they receive a communication something, something that start interfering with Bravo, so, um, 
Pickett Bravo. I can't remember what's exactly named, but it's Bravo. Uh, it's next thing you know, it started uh, interfering with Skippy, trying to hack Skippy. It's, the the best way to describe it is they it's trying to hack the process and the same time trying to hack Skippy. And this is the, he didn't really say it, but it felt like he was being hacked. Remember back in the previous uh, books that how uh, how uh, that that worm tried to hack Skippy. It's the same mentality, same process, right? So at the end of the day, he is being hacked, but we don't, we don't know who's that being hacked, but they did mention it in the last couple of books that there's another power there. That's like a little bit more almost like a, um, a road. I don't know what it is, but there's another being out there. That's like more powerful than the, the, the elder, uh, more powerful or the same level as the elders. Right? So, I have a feeling that that's what's actually happening with Bravo in turn interfering with Skippy, right? You don't think it's the Max Oates then? Your, your theory oh, is that no. Oh, hell no. Hell no. Those okay. guys are just purring with their catnips in the corner. They're not going to be doing any of this because they don't have the technology to deal with this. They don't have the technology to interfere with this. So well, in my opinion, I, I, they're not going to do anything. <laughs> I would like I would like that to have this this other entity, whatever it was from outside the galaxy coming in maybe he brings that in maybe craig does that uh you know if it is the maxotes i i would understand the 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 tactical reasoning behind it it would make complete sense and so if he went that direction i wouldn't be disappointed but you're right it would be more interesting to have it as some other entity around right yeah that that's that's my theory that is definitely my theory okay how about this i have a question for you how did you like when everything is going down the drain he got his kids out from the command room and no sorry before even before that happened Joe stood up and started taking control because the the admiral was like I don't know what to do anymore this is beyond me now right this is like I never experienced any of this before so uh, the hikis look at Joe Joe's like this is not my show buddy <laughs> this is your show next thing you know he was like Joe stood up and started taking command what as soon as he did that in my opinion in my in my experience in, in my feeling reading that section of the book was like I felt I felt uh, I felt comfortable with him taking charge of the situation you know what I mean it felt very it, it, it made sense for him to take charge because he knows Skippy better than any other person and he understood that Skippy was having problems when Skippy was asking him for help Unlike the other people that didn't have so much time and experience with him, he knew stuff was going down. And interestingly enough, I, I, I keep on thinking about Reed, who's in command of like the most powerful warship in the you know the galaxy. And Joe's just like, give me the specials, blow it up. And she's like, um, just do it. Don't ask questions. I don't care if you're a captain. You know, fireball, just shoot the darn ship. <laughs> like well, she she knows that <laughs> that if Joe ask her to do something especially if you were part of the original uh, Mary Band of Pirates original crew of the Valkyrie as soon as Joe says something and it's urgent you know something's massively going to go wrong and they and they're so used to it they're <laughs> the, like the oh chapters, okay <laughs> every chapter is like that though where he's he just he's like okay we're going to do this oh I should call Reed Reed I'm doing this uh uh, okay. okay. It's, like, it's, like, it's like every time it happens, she's like, "I'm, I'm gonna jump the ship, but we're not going anywhere." Uh, uh okay. Uh, like every time, 
it's like not that she's become an irrelevant character, but I just laugh about it. it he, so much. She believes in the she she believes in the, he she believes enough on his um way, like she's so comfortable the way he, she the way Joe thinks and how he commands. For her hesitating the first part after like he. I, I, I'll be surprised if I'm hearing her shoot and I heard my my old commander that's not even is over there just observing and start start issuing command. I'll do the same thing. I'm like, uh, what's going on? Okay, no problem. Of course, there's gonna be a little hesitation, right? But if you look at previous books, as soon as Joe says a command, it does it gets done automatically. But this time, it's completely different now. He well, is sort like, of. He, he's undermining her command in a way. Not yeah. that I'm objecting to that. Not that I'm. I agree with your point there, certainly. But it just makes it kind of like a comic relief. Where, sure, you're the captain, no problem. Like it's sort of like irrelevant. Yeah, yeah. Again, because he's the most senior person in the whole thing in that area right now. So everyone has to be thinking. Everyone listens to him. But at the same time, if the most senior person there is just an observer and start taking, uh, start getting, start like telling people orders there's a little hesitation so i don't mind the hesitation it feels a little bit more realistic because if your boss is boss's boss tell you to do this you'll be like uh okay right the same thing in this one her his her boss's boss is telling her what to do or her boss's boss's boss is telling her what to do so it's it's kind of like there's some type of hesitation but as soon as we finish it as soon as she goes over the hesitation and accepted that there's things happening and there's like another joe bishop special it's going on because skippy's involved again with those two of course reed is just gonna be like uh oh, whatever let's just do whatever he says because you know there's something big happening right we don't yeah. know right yeah i so. agree but i i'm glad that my theory did pan out saying that something's gonna go down with the sentinel uh i'm i'm kind of i'm kind of glad that that would happen but my my real thought was like What's going to happen next? What is the next approach? Because they can't go and activate another Sentinel because of this issue. So where where's the plot going to go from here? Do you think that that that's actually a good question? I don't know. But to be honest with you, if 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 there's an, I think they already said it in chapter eight that are we going to activate another one or are they going to put everything on hold? They are putting everything on hold because they don't know what's happening to Bravo, right? Uh, if they know what happened to Skippy and what happened, why is there an extra communication or there's a hack or whatever it is, they need to solve that first before they start waking up other Sentinels. Because if they go to another Sentinel um, sleeping area <laughs> or another Sentinel that's like dormant, they try to wake it up and, and the same thing happened. They're not prepared to deal with that. They need to deal with the present danger or the present issue before they can go forward right so i had this feeling that after all this started uh, all this happened they're just gonna sit there and um and they're just gonna chill right and they're gonna try to figure out what's happening but here's some here's some, you mentioned several times comic relief the biggest comic relief in my opinion is jerome and 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 um and jeremy ask as as uh joe's like this is what you used to do and it's like yep you're cool you know, it's like Margaret's already telling the kids that this is what your dad used to do, right? They saw it, and they're like super impressed. And I'm I just, you know, <laughs> go on, go on. I, I like it when when all this chaos is happening, 
he, Joe still has the the story a lot. The story is still progressing, going back to the kids because the kids are there. You can't ignore the kids and and have and Joe talking to the kids in the same time dealing with this massive thing happening in front of them. It's nice to see that he's still communicating back to the kids. To the kids, because you remember, remember, he is a father now too, right? So he's trying to calm the kids and trying to do his job at the same time. It's like doing a web call, doing a conference call during a pandemic while your kids are yelling in the background, trying to calm them down at the same time. So he's doing the same thing. So <laughs> it's it's just nice to see that that the kids did not got put back at the back burner of the storyline, right? And he, they're still there and he's still acknowledging the kids. Right, it's it's nice. It, it just breaks the monotony of like, we need to fix this. We need to destroy that thing. We need to start. You know what I mean? It, it's just nice to see that. And in my opinion, I, that was great. That was great. I the one moment I'm looking forward to the most upcoming is the moment that he tells Margaret what happened. <laughs> That's the part that I'm looking forward to the most because if he thought he's in trouble before, oh boy. Yeah, I, I kind of I, I I agree with you in this one because I can't wait to see how he's going to explain this because the kids are going to be like mommy daddy was awesome oh yeah. and by the way we were 30 minutes from dying <laughs> yeah. I, I mean i just radiation all over the place <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it's it's it, I, I agree with you i can't wait for him to explain this to margaret and i can't wait to see what what's going to be entail going forward because he because the first the first eight chapters Sorry, between five and eight, he explained what happened to the the Mavericks. So that was a check mark for us because that's the thing, one thing that we want to know what's happening. Uh, Chris, um, then we had we we had the history of Jake's what's actually happened for the past ten years. So that was great too, and it's great that they renamed Expedition Force to Undick. That's awesome. By the way, you'll be hearing a lot of that. For the next few episodes, <laughs> apparently you really like it. Yeah. Is the acronym X Force is an acronym. I know, I know it's an acronym, acronym, but you enjoying saying it is. Yeah, you just. It's you not enjoy enjoying that. saying it. It's just. What am I going to call? I'm going to call it the whole thing. That's too much work. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I can't wait to see the next, uh, next, uh, next few chapters. We'll be reading chapter nine to nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, right? So uh, I can't wait to see that. I can't wait to he. I can't wait to read what's going to happen next and uh, and go from there. And before we go, Derek, I want you to explain to me, or not explain to me, tell me your prediction. What's going to happen with uh, with the uh, with the with with Jaika? Sorry, with uh, uh, Emily. Found out finds out what what his, what her husband did. Uh, well, that's I think either that's going to be a subplot that Craig keeps within the book. So he may revisit it chapter every few chapters. He may touch back on that. Or at some point, I think he's going to integrate the two together in some way. I think right now, Joe is going to be on Valkyrie flying around with Reed and Skippy figuring out what's happened over the next few chapters. And I, I I believe the boys will still stay with him just because Craig wrote them in as uh, a way of of grounding Joe. And I think that was a good a good approach. Thank you for opening the book with us today. Subscribe so you won't miss our next episode. We would love to hear from you. Send us an email at yourbookmarksinfo at gmail.com. Join us again right here where you left off.